You're listening to Campus Review Radio. Times Higher Education has unveiled its top 150 universities aged under 50. Australia has the second number of institutions represented, with the University of Technology Sydney leading the pack at number 21 in the world. But many Australian universities have slipped down. I'm Education Editor James Wells and UTS Vice-Chancellor Attila Brungs joins me to discuss the results. What's your response to your institution's performance in these rankings? As you would not be surprised, we're utterly delighted. This is the second year in a row that UTS has been number one young university in Australia in times higher ed and also 21st in the world. I mean, that, that is quite a significant achievement for a university that's only 29 years old. Um, it's also delighting to see that this is, you know, some people say, wow, UTS has had a huge trajectory lately and gone up in a whole lot of rankings, but more importantly than rankings, because, you know, ranking schemes are, um, have their foibles. There are a whole lot of other indicators in terms of our research and our teaching and our engagement. UTS is really on a trajectory. But it's a culmination of a number of years of very, very hard work and really innovative thinking by staff right across UTS. So one of the reasons I'm so delighted, it's just so that staff can see their, I suppose, the outcome and, the, and of their hard work. UTS's ranking has remained steady. Are you concerned there's no, been no improvement? Not at all. Not, but I'm delighted it's steady. It's the only university that's you know, remained number one for two years in a row. And remaining 21 in the world is quite incredible, particularly considering that um, if you have a look at the, the broad um, the rankings, a whole lot of other excellent institutions are entering in all the time. And if you think about it, there are a whole lot of cu- countries, and if you look at the press release by Times Higher Ed, there are countries right across Asia and the world, you know, Hong Kong, South Korea, Singapore, um, really um, in- dramatically increasing their investment in uh, universities and higher education, particularly for the younger universities. So to remain number 21 in the world against this you know, dramatically increasing competition, no, I'm delighted. And let's talk about the sector more broadly. Um, Australia has, has had the second highest representation in these rankings. What would you attribute that to? Australia's very fortunate. It's the second highest representation, but if you look at the really the top ones, um, say you know, all the best universities under, under um, the top 40 universities, we've got the highest representation, um, beating the US and Canada. Uh, sorry, beating the US and the UK. The reason is we have a, a, a broad-based, high-quality education system right across all the institutions in Australia, and that's always been one of the great um, advantages of Australian higher education. From our older, you know, more traditional universities, many years of funding to them, they're, they're excellent. All of our younger universities also are excellent. And I think it also reflects a real commitment by the government you know, in the early 2000s when it put a lot more investment into universities uh, to build up the quality, and that we're seeing that now. But a lot of the um, positions of Australian universities have actually slipped in the rankings last year while they're still represented. Their performance has gone down. Do you think that's a concern for the sector? Again, as I said, the, the rankings are now becoming more and more broad-based. Many of these rankings started off as a very sort of exclusive clubs focused on the Western, Western world. Now they're becoming much more broad-based in both the measures that they look at and the institutions that are included. So undoubtedly, there are a whole lot of excellent institutions um, outside the traditional markets of the US, Canada, and the UK, and Europe, who are now entering the entering the um, global ranking systems. And so if you ever look, as I said before, the competition from excellent universities right across Asia is making it tougher and tougher um, to you know to even stay steady, let alone grow in the rankings. The additional one that I am slightly concerned about. So in answer to your question, the first part, some Australian universities slipping slightly in rankings. No, I'm not concerned about that. That in some respects is a is both a, a reflection of the improving quality of higher education across the world. Um, 
it also the ranking systems remember you know people go up and down that there are indicators but it's fairly easy to go up and down um, from from year to year it's supposed it's a long-term term trends that are important where I do have a little bit of concern is that many of these nations are investing dramatically more than we are in higher education because they as we do um, recognize that higher education is the absolute bedrock of you know innovation for a country, employability, standards of living for their country, uh, future workforce. And so they're investing dramatic amounts of money in, into the universities and we'll see that increase in coming years. The government's confirmed a cut to university funding. Are you worried this couldn't impede our performance in rankings? Certainly, if there is not sustainable funding in universities, it will impede our performance in rankings. But far more importantly, it will not deliver what we need for our country. We're, we're at a seminal time in Australia where our economy is transforming. We have... Um, a real opportunity by investing in some of the, the core fundamentals, such as education, to set ourselves on the next stage of growth, but more importantly, growth in standards of living for all Australians. I have, yes, I have strong concerns that if we don't invest in the in bedrocks such as education, as a nation, we won't actually get the increases in standard of living. We won't become an innovative nation. We won't have the jobs growth that we want. Um, we won't have the economic prosperity that we want. If, again, if we don't have sufficient investment in things like education. Could we also lose the strong international student market we have here? That is another concern in the long term, but again, at the moment, the quality of Australian higher education is is so high, again, compared to many of its competitors, um, that, um, that that'll keep us going for a while. But absolutely, if you don't invest in something, um, you, you may be the best at the moment, but if you don't continue to invest, to innovate, um, there's always a risk, absolutely, that other people will take over it. Again, I'm, I'm very buoyed at the moment with the federal government's focus on you know, the ideas boom and the whole the national innovation statement, because at the heart of the national innovation statement, it absolutely recognises that education is a core part of ensuring long-term prosperity for all Australians.